Well, the title of my message today, I usually don't let Brad know, and he has to come up with one, but this, this morning is Your Inheritance, Your Inheritance, and it's 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And uh, Peter wrote this letter to Christians who were suffering and being persecuted, and many of them were dying. And they lived in a time when there was a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, and a lot of fear. And we live in such a time today. You know, we don't know. Uh, uh, this, this year has been a weird year, hasn't it? It has been so strange. And uh, a lot of people have died this year. One of the young men that graduated from Ovilla Christian School just a few years ago died of covid during the night last night, only probably not even 30, 30 years old, 31 years old. We have five small children and a wife. So a sad, sad time. I preached a funeral yesterday for a friend of ours who we've known for 50 years, a faithful, faithful Christian woman who served the Lord and served, uh, ministered in the church for 50, over 50 years, actually, but we've known her for 50 years. And uh, when, when our loved ones die, or when we face death, and we all will, the Bible says there's a time to be born and a time to die. So all of us are coming to that time. What, what happens when that happens? What, what hope do we have? Hope is one of the great words in the Bible. The Bible says faith, hope, and love. These are the three things that remain forever. And of course, one of those is hope. And uh, so I want to think of today about our hope for our inheritance. Have any of you ever received an inheritance? Somebody in your family died and you received a, an inheritance? That's happened to some of you. Some of you nodding your head. Uh, I hear stories about somebody that uh, didn't even know they had a, a relative. That relative died and named them in their will. It's amazing. One of my favorite books by John Grisham is called The Testament. It's a story about a very, very wealthy man who, uh, who died, and he left everything that he had, billions of dollars, to a missionary uh, in the jungles of uh, Brazil, and uh, uh, she was actually his daughter, and she didn't even know it. And she received an inheritance of billions of dollars. Be pretty amazing, wouldn't it, brother John? How would you like that? Somebody call you up and say, "Hey, you've just received an inheritance of a billion dollars." Well, we could all probably find something to do with it, couldn't we? We'd certainly exceed our Lottie Moon Christmas goal, wouldn't we? If some of you received a billion-dollar inheritance, we'd uh, make sure that we went over that goal of $2,500. Well, I want to read to you today about an inheritance that is your inheritance. It actually was secured through the death of the one who loved you, and then he rose from the dead to seal and to guarantee your inheritance. So it'll be a shorter message since we've got a little something else to do at the end of the service. But listen to this. 
Peter just bursts forth in praise. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Let me just make a couple of comments on this. He starts off just giving praise to God, and he says, everything that is going to follow, all that you have, all that you are, all that you're going to receive comes about through the great mercy of our God. Aren't you thankful for mercy? Every once in a while, people say, well, I just don't think this is fair. I don't think that's fair. I, I, I want justice. Well, you may want justice when you go to the courts here in our uh, country, but you do not want justice when you stand before God. What you want is mercy. And what you have, thankfully, is mercy. And through his great mercy, he has caused us to have a new birth. He has caused us to be born again. Notice it is his work. The Bible says salvation is of the Lord. It's not something we earn, not something we merit, not something we gain. In fact, it wouldn't be mercy, it wouldn't be grace if we deserved it. But he has caused us to be born again. You've had two births. You were born, I was born on October the 12th, 1943. But I was born again. I actually don't know the exact day. I didn't write it down, but it was in October of 1960. My first birth qualified me to die. And actually, everything that was the result of that birth was a no hope. It did not bring me any hope. But I was born again when I was 17 years old unto a living hope. And everything that I have received because of that second birth can never be taken away from me. Everything I received in my first birth, I could and will eventually lose, including my physical life. Anything that I have as a result of that first birth, I'll leave it behind. But my second birth gave me things that I will never, ever lose. He caused me to be born again to a living hope, and he did this through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. As we said last week, everything anchors in the resurrection of Jesus. And then it says, to an inheritance. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, which is kept in heaven for you. And now he's talking about us, and then he says, who by God's power are being guarded or kept or protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. You have an inheritance. Jesus secured that for you by his death on the cross, and he sealed it by his resurrection and he gave you the gift of faith to believe in him. Did you know that uh, faith itself is a gift from God? One of our favorite verses in the Bible is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. 
And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And the gift, word gift there, refers back to faith. You're saved through faith. That faith is not of yourself. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. God actually gave me the gift of believing in him. I can't even boast of my faith. Some people say, well, you know, God offered me the gift and I received it by faith. And, and so therefore, Jesus and I are going to get me to heaven. No, I guarantee you, when you get to heaven, you won't be patting yourself on the back. You won't have anybody coming around shaking your hand saying, wow, great job believing in Jesus. No, you'll be bowing before him and say, Lord, thank you for giving me salvation and giving me the faith to receive it. So he says that he has uh, given us an, uh, an inheritance through that faith, and that inheritance is imperishable. It won't ever pass away. Every, everything you have, everything you enjoy in life right now, Someday be gone. That's encouraging, isn't it? <laughs> your health is perishing. Your, uh, your finances are fading away. And you may say, oh, no, 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 not mine. I've got more now than I ever had. Well, just give it a little time. It'll perish. It'll perish. And if it doesn't perish, you'll just leave it behind. And I know you've heard it before, but... Uh, I've heard it said many times that you never see a hearse with a U-Haul attached to it because you don't ever take it with you. You leave it all. When John Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller died, he was at that time the richest man in America. And somebody asked, how much did he leave behind? And somebody wisely said, all of it. He left it all behind. And so, whatever you have, whatever you enjoy now, the Bible says God has given us richly all things to enjoy. And I do enjoy the things that I have. I enjoy my wife. I enjoy my children, my grandchildren. I enjoy my dog and everything else. But someday, all of that will be left behind. That is perishing. But it not only is it inheritance that is imperishable, it is undefiled. That is, it has no negative attachments to it. Nothing dirty, nothing bad, nothing negative about it. This inheritance that we have is imperishable, it's undefiled, and it is unfading. It will never, never disappear. And here's the wonderful thing about it. It is kept in heaven for me. God has taken my inheritance... All that will last forever, and he has it saved, protected, kept, guarded for me. I can never lose it. The Bible tells us to lay up for ourselves treasures, not on earth, because on earth we can lose it, and we'll lose it all. Moth and rust and thieves get it. thought it was very interesting. When I was in high school, 
one of the things that I was the happiest about was uh, my letter jacket. When I was uh, playing football in high school, I got a letter jacket. Man, it was so nice. I was so proud of that letter jacket. And, uh, uh, and then we got a little trophy for our football team winning uh, a championship. And years later, I went to get that letter jacket, left it at my parents' house, and when I went to get it, the moths had eaten my letter jacket. There were holes all in it. And I picked up my little trophy, and it had all turned to rust. And this verse came to my mind, moth and rust. Now, I don't, the next verse says thieves break in and steal. As far as I know, nobody broke in and stole the rest of the stuff. But the two things that I was the proudest of in high school, moths got one of them, rust got the other one. And I just thought, you know, I'm glad that I didn't really put my hope in those things. But the next verse says, in, in Matthew says, but do lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth, no moth-eaten garments in heaven, no rust in heaven, and no thieves in heaven. So, he says, I've got an inheritance. I've got something for you. I have a, a, a place for you. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And that place is guarded, it's protected, it's secured. And nobody can ever break in and steal from it. Nobody can ever take anything out of it. It's there. But then he goes on to say about me and about you who by God's power are being guarded through faith. God has a place protected for me and he has me protected for that place. That's good, isn't it? That's good to know that that place can never be lost, but it's good to know that I can never be lost. He has saved me for the place that he saved for me. And so I have an inheritance. If you've trusted Jesus, it says that who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And he's talking about here our final salvation, the adoption of of the body even, the resurrection of the body. As we stood over that casket yesterday, I said to the grandchildren and the children that uh, this body will be raised. Someday, that which is planted will be raised. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 that, that what is planted is not exactly what he's raised we plant a seed but we get from it a a stalk i was telling our sunday school class this morning there's nothing much uglier than a tulip bulb any of you ever raised tulips and you see get that tulip bulb that'll gnarly twisted up ugly looking thing but you plant it you put it in the ground and you know what happens to it 
it dies. And then a few weeks, something begins to come up. And before long, you have one of the most beautiful things, a beautiful tulip. And I, I think someday this, this old tulip bulb is going to get planted. And by that time, I say by that time, it may be tomorrow, but I mean, let's assume that it's going to be a little bit longer. By that time, it's going to look pretty gnarly. By that time, it's going to look pretty, uh, pretty well used. It'll look more like a tulip bulb than a tulip. But it gets planted. And then Jesus comes back. And, of course, I will be with him. If my body is in the grave, I'm with Jesus because the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when he comes back, I'll come back with him. And when I come back with him, that grave over at Shiloh Cemetery is going to expel this tulip bulb. And it's going to come forth not as a worn-out, gnarly tulip bulb, but as a lovely resurrected tulip bloom. Does that make sense? And so he says that there is for us an inheritance that is just waiting and God has protected it. He's guarded it. He's he's set sentinels around so that it can never be lost and my inheritance is safe and secure. But wouldn't it be terrible if somehow or another I wasn't safe and secure and my inheritance was there, but I never got to inherit it. But I will because the one who secured the place secured me for the place. And he does it through faith for that salvation, the full, total, complete glorification that will be mine when he raises me or changes me and takes me to be with him. Now, Paul says not all of us are going to die. Some people won't die. There will be a generation of Christians that won't die. But those who have died, they'll be raised, and those of us who are still alive will be radically changed. We'll be changed from tulip bulbs to tulips without having to go through the grave, and that'll be a wonderful time. So I just want you to know you have an inheritance you're really rich people. I started, I didn't do this yesterday, but I started to say when I started the sermon, I'm preaching a funeral service today for a rich woman. I didn't say that because I didn't want to get her kids all excited and the grandkids thinking maybe she's going to leave them a bunch of stuff. But the truth is she was a rich woman. And if you're a Christian, you are a plutocrat. You know what a plutocrat is? It's a wealthy person. It's a person who owns more than you can even count. And I'm telling you, if you're a Christian, you're a rich person. You have the riches of God's forgiveness of all your past. You have the riches of the Spirit of God living in you right now. And you have the riches of an inheritance that is saved for you, and you are saved for it. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
Thank you so much for the inheritance that is ours through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you that it was secured for us through a death. Just like all inheritances come through a death. This inheritance is ours through a death. But it also is secured through a resurrection. And I pray that you'll help us as we look forward to the years that are ahead of us. To look even beyond those years to the inheritance that is saved for us and that we are saved for. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week, and may the Lord richly bless you.